Welcome back, guys, and thank you for tuning in to episode 13 of Puck Time with Pete. Now, today, you know, the boys aren't with me. You know, we're going to have a little segment with Dad at the end, but starting this one off solo. You know, I don't mind doing it, but I love having the boys here, but I'm just going to get right into it, okay? We're going to have a segment that I'm going to start up in today's pod called Pete's Picks. Now, Basically, it speaks for itself. I'm just going to go around across the league, all the games, and uh, give my thoughts and my picks on who will win those games and what um, we'll be looking at here the next couple days. I'll be covering tonight's games, which is Wednesday, April 13th, Thursday's games, April 14th, and Friday's games, April 15th. Let's just dive on in here. Currently, we're in the second period of the New York Rangers versus Philadelphia Flyers game. The Rangers are up 1-0 with the Flyers on the power play. I mean, it's it's really hard for me to not think that the New York Rangers are obviously going to win this game, but the pesky little fires have been keeping up, sort of, in the last few weeks since the deadline. I just don't see them making a comeback here. Shesterkin's too good. If he's even in goal tonight, let me take a look real quick. It's Alexander Yorgiev. Georgiev, Georgiev, whatever. Either way, Georgiev's in goal. I mean, he's a solid, capable goaltender. Um, but I just don't see the Flyers being able to win this game. And just imagine if Shostakhin was a goal. I mean, Flyers haven't scored a single goal yet, but odds of that shutout staying at a shutout, that goose egg staying at zero, probably would be more likely with Shostakhin in goal now. Like I said, Georgiev is a very capable goalie, but – Rangers will still win this game. Moving on, we have the Canadians and the Blue Jackets. Now, these are two non-playoff teams. Um, I mean, Martin St. Louis has turned around the Habs in some sort of way. I mean, they're not looking as shitty, and they're way more competitive than they were the first half of this season. But, I mean, I got to give this one. I mean, right now it's one nothing Columbus. But this could be one of those games that goes to overtime. I mean, points don't matter between these two teams. I mean, it really doesn't matter who wins and loses. If I had to pick, I'd probably say Montreal in overtime. But the way this game's looking, Blue Jackets are out shooting them like crazy by double here now in this halfway through the second period. I uh, Blue Jackets are looking like they're going to win, but it is a one nothing game. Montreal has a lot of fight in them, and I could see them making a comeback and winning this game in overtime. The next game has not started yet is the Colorado Avalanche and the Los Angeles Kings. Now, this is the most important game of the night, in my opinion, the most exciting game of the night as well. I mean, we have the Kings here who are playing some solid hockey. They're trying to stay in that playoff race. They're in third place in the Pacific with 88 points, but they're just lucky that the team behind them technically is the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, the wild card, if they were in it, They'd be on the outside looking in. So they better hope Vegas doesn't get on their horse and come riding in hard to steal that spot away because they'll go from third in the Pacific to out of the playoff picture. This is a very big game for the Los Angeles Kings. They cannot afford to lose this game. I will give this one to the Los Angeles Kings just because they have more at stake here than the Colorado Avalanche. The Avalanche has all but just clinched the first place in this other division, clinched the division. They have clinched the playoffs, but they have yet to clinch the division. But barring a miracle, they will be your Central Division winners this season. The next game I'd like to talk about starts with tomorrow. I mean, of course, 
The St. Louis Blues and the Buffalo Sabres, not an exciting game by any means, but looking forward to having O'Reilly go back to Buffalo and looking forward to seeing Tej play against the St. Louis Blues. Now, whenever I'm talking about Tej, you all know or all should know that I'm talking about Tage Thompson, who's having a 30-plus goal year. I believe he's at 32 or 33 goals right now. He is the top piece that got sent over for Ryan O'Reilly in that trade. So it'll be exciting to see those two players match up against each other. They're both centermen. Tage Thompson has a lot more skill than he did whenever he was with us or with the St. Louis Blues. But, I mean, it should be an exciting game. Buffalo's been playing spoilers lately, but, I mean, it's no rivalry by any means. It wouldn't be the game I'd watch if I wasn't a fan of the, the St. Louis Blues. Moving on, this is one of the games I would watch, even though it is the Ottawa Senators and the Boston Bruins. One team who will be in the playoffs and one team who has absolutely no shot. Well, the reason I say I'd like to watch that game is because I know that's going to be one of the most physical games of the day tomorrow. You can never go wrong with an Ottawa Senators-Boston Bruins game because you know it's going to get feisty at some point. That's just some of the best hockey to watch. Moving on, we have the Washington Capitals and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, talking about exciting hockey, you won't see it as physical. You won't see it in the physical department. There probably won't be as many fights. They're going to be focusing on scoring and playing the hardest game they can because this is a good bar setter for either team, especially for the Washington Capitals if they can beat the Toronto Maple Leafs at home in Toronto. Austin Matthews, 58 goals in 68 games. That's the highlight player here. Um, he could easily get to 60 goals tomorrow. I mean, Washington's a great team, don't get me wrong, but their goaltending slips sometimes and has some pretty awful games. When they're good, they're good, but when they're bad, they're really bad. I have the Toronto Maple Leafs taking that game. And for anyone wondering, obviously the Boston Bruins for the Ottawa Senators, Boston Bruins again. Next, we have the Anaheim Ducks and the Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, there's not much to say about this game. The Ducks kind of unloaded and are preparing for like probably a quicker build, rebuild than most teams that have offloaded a bunch of players that have been around veterans, you might say. But I got Tampa Bay in that game, clearly. Anaheim's going to be good at some point. They started off the season strong. They slipped and slipped and slipped, and now they can't dig themselves out of the hole that they've created this season. But I do see Anaheim Ducks making a playoff push in the next year or two. Moving on, we have the New York Islanders and the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Islanders have been playing some pretty solid hockey. Um, they, the problem with them, though, is they just can't score goals. In my opinion, the games that I've seen, the Ottawa Senators just can't score goals. They play solid defense. They have great goaltending. Ilya Sorokin is one of the best goaltenders in the league, in my opinion. But Penguins are going to take this game simply because the Penguins can score. And just because you have a good goalie doesn't mean all the pressure or that he's going to be under. I mean, it's, he has a chance. But if, if the Islanders win tomorrow, it's because of their goaltending, not because of their goal scoring. Moving on, another 6 o'clock game. There is a huge amount of 6 o'clock games tomorrow. We have the Detroit Red Wings and the Carolina Hurricanes now. I'm just going to move through this one quickly. Carolina, plain and simple. Book it. Edmonton Oilers and Nashville Predators kick off the 7 o'clock games. That's a great game, in my opinion. Two equally placed teams, two equally um, competitive teams. It's going to be a really good game. It's going to be a dogfight. It is in Nashville, so I have to give Nashville the edge on that one. Moving on, the Minnesota Wild and the Dallas Stars. Now, that one's in Dallas. 
and I'm hoping Dallas can win that game. But at the same time, that Central Division is so tight. I don't know if it matters who wins. It matters for Dallas. But it won't matter for many of the other teams because they're probably rooting. Who knows who they're rooting for? But, I mean, I hope Dallas wins. I'm going to take them simply because they're at home and they have Jason Robertson. Dude's a boss. Scoring goals. Never stopping. I'm taking the Dallas Stars, but that one's going to be a close one. I could be wrong on that one. Next, we have the San Jose Sharks and the Chicago Blackhawks. This game would be exciting if it was in 2010. Now it's not. Um, I don't know which team's going to win. It's in Chicago. You'd think they'd win, but I'm giving this one to the San Jose Sharks. The next game starts off the 8 o'clock games. We have the New Jersey Devils and the Colorado Avalanche. Obviously, I want to say Avalanche. It's a no-brainer to most, but the Devils got, got some kick, got some fight in them, and I can see them giving Colorado a run for their money because they always have that odd good game against a really good team. So I, I'm going to take New Jersey, and that's there's no bias there. It's just about time Colorado just gets knocked around a little bit. And I, I, New Jersey is going to be the team to surprise them. They might think that they're going to come in and have an easy win. I don't think so. I'm taking New Jersey. Next is going to be a very good game, very important game for the Vegas Golden Knights who play the Calgary Flames. If it were me, I would pick Calgary. But with if Vegas wants to show that they're ready and that they can make the playoffs, they need to beat a team like Calgary. Because if you can't beat a team that's in the, that's going to be in the playoffs, why even fight for that position? You need to come out, beat Calgary in their own barn. Now, I'm picking Calgary, but I want Vegas to show some fight. I cannot speak to show some fight. I want to see Vegas show some fight, but I'm taking Calgary in that game. Next game we have is Arizona and Vancouver. Is it just me or like? It's just feel like you always see that game on the schedule like a couple times a month. Like, geez. Like, I know, obviously, yeah, they're going to play a couple times a month. Or they're going to play a couple times a year. But, shit, it feels like every couple weeks I look, it's the same final game of the night. Like, geez. Boring. I know it's impossible. Everyone has the even schedule. It's all built that way. But it just feels like I keep seeing these teams. I hate watching them play. So, I really don't care who wins that game. But I guess I'll take Vancouver. It's in Vancouver. All right, these are the final games I'll be going through. And then we'll get to a new segment. I know we've we started off with one. Hopefully it's doing all right. Feels a little weird being alone. Also, I'm dog tired from my work day, my work week. But got to put out a pod. Got to put out a pod no matter how tired you are. Put in the work. One pod a week. It's not too hard. Probably going to make this one a little bit shorter than usual. But the second segment that we're going to go over is DC's corner, baby. DC's corner. We're going to have Don Chambers, my father, um, have his little segment at the end of the show to where I'll let him just take the lead, talk about what he wants. I know he wants to talk about that game last night with the St. Louis Blues and <clears throat> the Boston Bruins in Boston. All right. April 15th games. The New York Islanders and the Montreal Canadiens. In Montreal, I'm taking the Islanders. I mean, that's just a game I know the Islanders or think the Islanders can win, no matter how good and how much promise Montreal has under under Martin St. Louis. Um, I got the Islanders gotta win that one. They got to. I mean, it doesn't mean much, but they should. There's only two games Friday. Sheesh, and they are both just dog crap games. 
The Winnipeg Jets and the Florida Panthers. I mean, it'll be a, a good game, but Florida's going to walk all over Winnipeg. Went by like three goals. It's in Florida, Barkov, Huberdeau, freaking Bobrovsky. Like, <clears throat> if Winnipeg thinks they can win, they just got to look behind them and look in net and just pray that Connor Hellebuck stands on his head like everyone knows he can. He's the brightest spot in that team currently. But, yeah, Florida's going to walk all over them. Alrighty. Um, hope that wasn't too fast. Hope that works for y'all. I mean, anyone who listens, give me some feedback. Let me know if that's okay. Let me know if there's anything I can add to it. I know I'm sure there is. This is a first time thing, just running through some games, trying to figure out some stuff to do for the pod without having the boys jumping ideas off each other back and forth. Now, um, give me some feedback, shoot me something on Twitter. Let me know. Alrighty. Well, whenever I come back to you guys, you'll be hearing from me and my dad in DC's corner. Okay, guys, welcome back to the second part of episode. What episode are we on? 13? Sorry, I know I said in the first part, but sheesh, it's hard for me to keep track. I know it's not a lot, but either way, it's just hard to think about. Anyway, I'm about to phone in my dad, and we're going to get to DC's corner. Yo, what's up? What's going on, kid? Welcome into your corner, DC's corner. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Get the uh, Canada blazer out of the closet. <laughs> yep. It's funny. My dad's got the same initials as Don Cherry, and I threw corner behind it, so it was kind of cool. Thought it was neat. So uh, welcome to DC's corner, and... I know that I'm not even prepared for this part. I know I was just going to leave it up to you and chime in, but just go for it. Whatever you want to talk about. Let's get it going. Well, yeah, I'm under the weather this week, so I can't be there with you. Yep. So I don't, I don't know what you discussed in your first half, and I'm not sure I can go a full 30 on this one. No, um, all I talked about in the first half was – it was only about 13 minutes, to be honest – but um, yeah. I, I just talked about just the games of tonight, the games tomorrow, and the games Friday there, just to just talk about the league a little bit. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but I know you want to talk a little bit about uh, that game last night between the Bruins and the St. Louis Blues. Yeah, that was what I was wanting to, to touch on first was um, it was a pretty good game, and Trent Frederick tried to – he thought he was going to out-muscle Cherisenko on a face-off and kind of throw his weight around. Yep. And uh, Vladdy pulled the old uh, reverse hit after the whistle on an offside, I believe, and took Frederick straight down on his ass. It was awesome. I, I didn't so even I didn't Frederick, even see it till after the fact just because I was at uh, the Cardinal game watching Pools hit his first home run back with the team since 2011. Yeah, I've seen you post that. That was awesome. awesome. But uh, Frederick jumps up like he's just been bit in the ass by a muskie out of <laughs> Lake Michigan. And uh, like he's like, he's like Tarasenko's going to drop his gloves. Which It, it wouldn't have surprised me if he would have, but I thought it was hilarious how Tarasenko just laughed at him and <laughs> like told him uh, to get yeah, up. He's like, kids... I've forgotten about more hockey than you'll ever learn. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, you got to root for Trent Frederick. He's a St. Louis kid. 
I know he was trying to get the team going because I've never seen well, we were we were up three to two going into the third period. And I couldn't believe the crowd was so quiet. In Boston. Garden. Yep. I mean they were really quiet. I and I was like and like I said, I'm fighting this virus and I'm like is my hearing off? I mean, what what is happening? Why isn't the fan, why aren't the fans in Boston trying to rally their team? You know, I mean, I'm not rooting for them to win, obviously. Yeah. But I've always been a Boston fan. You know, growing up as a kid, it was my second or third favorite team behind the Blues. But yeah, you know, I'm 61 now, and I still got great memories of the old Bruins gang. You know. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about Boston Garden and then now TD Garden and I don't know, the crowd it was like they were sitting on their hands and it just really wasn't it was like they gave up. Yeah. And I'm telling I'm telling you, after the after the uh, Bergeron Marshan, once they're off the ice, there really wasn't any kind of And Posternock. Posternock was hurt. Oh, well. This is what you get whenever you miss a hockey game to go to a baseball game. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he's hurt or if he's protocol, whatever. He's, But he wasn't in the game. Okay. That might have helped and, the Blues out a little bit there. You know, it was just strange how the fans were kind of sitting on their hands, and which didn't bother me, and I'm sure it didn't bother the Blues either because they they basically just controlled the game. Once, once that three to two lead happened, you know, going into the third, and I guess that's what the fans saw too. They saw that after Bergeron and Marshawn, Boston really didn't have much going on after that. Yep. Yeah, I wasn't. I'm. I'm. I, I can't really put too much input in on this game just due to the fact that I really only saw highlights. So I can't. I can't really say much on this. So I'm just gonna let you lead that until we get onto a different topic. You can talk as long as you want. I'm cool with it. I'm learning along with the listeners out here. I think you uh, – actually, I missed the first goal. It was Perron's goal. I missed it because it happened so fast. Guess who had a first goal bet on David Perron? Yep. Me. You did. Yes, sir. And then, uh, obviously, I got the comfortable and had the TV on. and uh, Austin scored like – 14 seconds later to tie it. Yep. I, I got to see the first five minutes of the game before we left for the Cardinal game. But Huso didn't uh, – Sway. I don't know about Swayman, but to me, Huso, I think it was the second goal on McLaughlin. Yeah. Some kid, some kid named yep. McLaughlin. That rings a bell. Yep. Really wasn't much of a shot at all. Just kind of found its way to that, which – I mean, either – you know, that happens. That happens. Yeah. Doesn't matter how pretty it was, it counts as a goal. Exactly. But, I mean, from what I saw, from just like a statistical and highlight standpoint, um, really Uso made like 41 saves last night. No, no. After that point, he, he bared down. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not bad-mouthing Uso. I'm sure he wanted that one back, though. Yep. And he, he earned it. Yeah, there's – well. He got it back in a way by – Literally just shutting down from that point on. 
And, you know, Swayman made some good saves, too. I oh, mean, he's a great goaltender. The, the Blues just had their three lines rolling versus one in Boston when it came to the third period. It was, I don't know, just a perfect road game in the third period. Yeah. I, I didn't pick them to win last on the last podcast. I thought that would be their first loss so when I said they'd go 8-2. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that the Boston game would be their first loss. What are they since you made that prediction? Um, if they've if they beat Buffalo and they beat Minnesota, they'll be nine zero and one instead of eight and two. Let's go Blues! So yeah, it's uh, I think we got Buffalo tomorrow night. Yeah, Buffalo tomorrow, and then Minnesota at two p.m. on Saturday. Yeah, afternoon game, yeah, Minnesota afternoon here. We always play Which shitty in afternoon games, so that could be that second loss you called. Well, we match up very well against Minnesota, so I'm looking forward to that game. But hey, Buffalo's just playing some weird hockey. I mean, they beat Toronto last night, I believe. Yeah, they'll beat a really good team and then lose to a team that's similar to their playing style. Yeah, I don't know. It's really weird. It's hard telling. I'm not going to make any predictions because I'm happy as can be that they're playing the way they are. Oh, yeah. I mean, me too. It's really nice to see that, like, right at the end of the season, they're starting to catch fire a little bit. And Tory Krug on his birthday, his first game back in Boston. Scores, baby. Scores. Beautiful goal. Deeks, one guy goes to the middle and lets loose a wrist shot. Finds the back of the net. That's all she wrote. You can't – I mean, I – Still so impressed with Tarasenko, how he let Frederick, like, he said, fuck, it's like, fuck you, I'll, t- I'll show you how to take a game over. <laughs> it helps that Frederick is still probably putting on some weight because you know Vladdy probably weighs about 15, 20 pounds more than him. Yeah, but it was nice to see him dump him like that. Oh, yeah, because Frederick's like, oh, I'm, I'm tougher than you. Uh, but he's like, I'm bigger than you, and I'm older than you. Sit down, Freddy. little boy. Frederick got embarrassed is what it was. Oh yeah, big time. That might have yeah. been that might have been the nail in the coffin on why Boston was being so quiet the whole game when Tarasenko reverse hit Trent Frederick. That, that did it. And then I think uh, isn't it Cassidy is their coach? Yeah, Bruce Cassidy. Yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think Frederick. He might have had one or maybe two shifts in the third period after that. That sucks. Yeah. We, we like Trent Frederick over here on uh, Puck Time on Pete. He's a St. Louis boy. Yeah, yeah, I'm not bad, Mousy. I know what he was trying to do, but it, it didn't work out for him. Oh, I know you weren't bad, Mousy. I was just, you know, giving a little shout-out to him, to the listeners, so that they know we're not just dogging on him, talking shit. We're, oh, no. We like him. We It'd be awesome if we had him. Oh, yeah. I'd love to have him on our fourth line. Oh, of course. But anyway, yeah, well, I don't know. Uh, I guess that's what's next is whenever uh, Ozak, whenever he's ready, you know, Pepperin is not going to be playing. There's Thank no way. goodness. No way. And if they send that? down Walker before McEachern, I'm going to lose my mind. Oh, there, there ain't no possible way they can. I mean, they had, had they lost since they brought him up? I don't think so. I mean, that's, that's insane. That'd be an insane stat. Yep. If they're, if they're nine zero and one since they brought him back. I wonder. I wonder with with how um, because he got called at the beginning of the year and scored a hat trick and pretty much single handedly won the game for us. 
I wonder what his record is this year when he's in the lineup for the Blues. What the Blues record is? Yeah, well, we can dive in. We can dive in deeper to that and give you that number next week. We can uh, take a look at it after we get off this pod here, and we'll bring you that number next week here on Puck Time with Pete. Yeah, and if people are listening, they may not even know who Walker is, but you see the Aussie. Nathan Walker, the only Australian NHL player ever in the league, and he's just tearing it up, playing great minutes for the St. Louis Blues. Yep. I think he averages like a half – I think his average is a half a goal a game. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with a guy that's been a career minor leaguer with a few um, NHL games under his belt with – the Washington Capitals, and the St. Louis Blues. But career minor leaguer just coming into form, uh, I love it. And he has the most heart out of anyone on our team. It, well, that's a pre. Well, what, what I'm, okay, he has the most heart. At, like, he has as much heart. As much heart, yes. That's the proper word for it. He has as he much has, heart as anyone on the team. Because I'll tell you what, right now we've got five or six guys that just look like they want it. Yep. Well, I agree with uh, you. Uh, and the other kid that plays with him, Torpachenko. Torpachenko, yeah. He's Alexi Torpachenko. Blues draft pick, I believe third round. Very solid, big, lanky forward with some weight on him. He's, he, he looks pretty big out there. He's intimidating. He's fast in the puck. He has good. He has a good yeah, shot. He has good hands. He's got to shoot more. I think he's got a sneaky wrist shot. Oh, he does. I know he does because he's the, the goal he scored – was a sneaky wrist shot, I believe. His second goal of the year. Yeah, I think he needs to shoot more, but that'll come with time. Oh, yeah. Right now, he's just trying not to mess up. And uh, then you got Tarasenko that just, I don't know, Prime's turned into, he's, he's like, it's almost like they're getting into the mental mode. O'Reilly's face-offs, Billy Uso and Net. It's just nuts. The mental mode. Justin Falk. Justin Nick Letty. Nick yeah, Letty's been playing the best hockey he's played in a couple of years. What a steal from the Rangers. Barbershop. For Buchnevich. Buchnevich. Booch. Unbelievable, that guy. Yep. His passing. Thomas. That Thomas. Thomas is on a 10-game point streak with, like, 18 points in those 10 games. Yeah, and if you go back two episodes of your podcast – I said he needs to shoot the puck more. Yep. And I think the very next game he might have got two goals. I can't remember because that's that's been. Oh yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Once you said that, he went on this ten point streak, this ten point game streak. Yeah. It's like, come on, man! You got too much talent. Quit trying to do the behind the back Sega ninety four (laughs) passes. Yep. I don't know, but. I didn't really check into tonight's games. I mean, I've had it on the Rangers Flyers games briefly. The Rangers had a one nothing lead. Well, they had a five on three for quite a spell, and they just couldn't score. I was like, this game ain't got much action to it. Yeah, I did. I did see Reeves was in the lineup this time. I, I'll be looking forward to the 29th of April when the Capitals go into New York. Yeah, Dad's just hoping for that beating of Tom Wilson that Reeves has neglected to give to him yet in the games they played this year so far. Yeah, I want that Reeves-Wilson fight. 
Yep, me too. We all want to see it. I know we saw it twice in St. Louis back in the day. He Then Wilson was dodging Reeves the whole time he was with Vegas. Reeves got a hold of him a couple times, but not an actual fight. And then um, now we're just waiting for it to go down in the Rangers-Capitals games, but not not yet. We're, we're hoping for the 29th, but it's about time. I mean, the Rangers brought Reeves in for a reason, and it was to deal with the situation of last yeah. season between Panarin and Tom Wilson. So, Well, yeah, the way he was in the – uh, penalty box flexing us up at the Rangers bench. Like, what are you going to do about it? Yep. I hope that the Rangers go out to an early lead, maybe like have a three goal cushion by halfway through the second period. And then all of a sudden, here comes Reeves to catch Wilson off guard because he's been just lying in the grass, waiting for him, waiting to, waiting to catch him all season. Oh, God. I'll have to pop a Bud Light if that happens. <laughs> oh, I know you will. Other than that, uh, yeah, you were at the Minnesota Wild game recently, and the Blues were down 3-1, to one and they came back and won in overtime, which was a shocker. What a beautiful game. What, uh, just a beautiful third period. Never give up. That's that's the Blues' attitude right now. Just never give up. Don't back down. Put your helmet you on and run right into that shit. To the Edmonton game. They were down four to one in that game, and they and then they changed goalies, and all of a sudden, Blues tie it up, go to overtime, lose. Of course, you're going to lose three on three hockey against McDavid and Drysaddle on the ice. Like what? You got you. It's going to happen. Guess who scored? Connor McDavid. But it's odd that uh, I mean, there's quite a few. There's a few teams that have really you could call them comeback teams. There, there's no lead safe anymore in hockey. Nope, not even against the bad teams. No. Like, I mean, like Buffalo. I Toronto blew a 5-1 lead last week. To but somebody. that was to Florida. Oh, that's right. Who is like the powerhouse of the league other than Colorado. Yeah. Yeah, Florida's... Boston better watch out or they'll be wind up have to play Florida in the first round. Yeah. Be crazy if it somehow drops to where Tampa and Florida play. Oh. If somehow that can work. Well... I don't know. Washington is in the last spot, I think. Yeah. I don't know if they can. They may not be able to jump Boston. They might be. Able, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's gonna. It's gonna come. We'll. We'll figure it out. I mean, what? There's only like ten to twelve games left for every team. Eight? No, I mean, there's like eight. No, well, eight some teams. I'm pretty sure some teams have. Oh wait, dang, dude! I feel like. Ever since I started this job, just like I have just no awareness of anything outside of work half the time. So I'm I I don't know I you're right because I was looking at the standings today and there's most teams have played like average seventy four games. So that means there are only about eight games left for every team. That's just crazy. Yes, That's sir. crazy. Alrighty. Well, now you're feeling under the weather, so. Everyone's everyone's wishing you the best to start feeling better and hopefully get better soon. So next week you can come on and come on over and be on it with me side by uh, side. I had, I had to get on a little bit because I don't want the blues to to go into a slump. Because <laughs> he had he has to keep the ritual going. They're firing on all cylinders. Yep, a little superstition, but they never hurt anybody as long as it's working. Don't forget. Uh, Jeremy Prego out there with Guy Boston's 
Fuck That Podcast? Is that yeah, fuck, it's Fuck That Podcast with Spencer Weeks and Jeremy Perigo. Yeah, they messaged, messaged, uh, messaged us. Yeah, last week on the pod we mentioned that we were interested in doing a little collab with them. And we got together through DM on Twitter. And hopefully sometime the next week we'll uh, be on together, all four of us. It'll be a good, It'll be a really good time. So by the time we have the next podcast, hopefully we have a little recording for you. If not, it'll be a couple from now. Um, no more than one or two pods from now. We'll have that recording for you. But we're going to get that recorded sometime next week. How about Spencer's sisters running the Boston Marathon? Yeah, that's freaking awesome. That's awesome. So shout out to his sister. Good luck to her. Yep. Hopefully they have good weather. Yeah, of course. Anyway, uh, that's about all I got. Yeah, I mean, I, I ain't got nothing else to add. I mean, that was a good 20-minute segment for the first ever DC's Corner. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. I'll get my Molson. Yeah. Hockey, hockey Night in Canada jersey out. All right, sounds good. Come suit it up next week. We'll uh, we'll be on a we'll be on a video call with them hopefully, and we'll see what we can do. Maybe we can throw the throw the clip on uh, YouTube on both of our channels or something. Oh God. Be pretty cool. Either way. Um, we're tuning out. This is episode 13, Dad. Oh, episode 13, and it's on the what? And it's on the 13th. That's crazy. April 13th, and it's your 13th episode. Alrighty. Well, I like the sound of that. The 13th epi on the 13th day of April. Let's go. And let's go blues. Let's go blues, and uh, we'll uh, let you guys go, and... Hopefully you feel better, Dad. Thank you very much for listening to episode 13 of Puck Time with Pete.